Comic Book Tales is an immersive comic book experience for the new or lapsed comic book fan. I take a closer look at the comics that shaped my childhood and influenced my adulthood. Comic books are an amazing entry into another world and even provide the pictures to complete the fantasy. Join me for a new Comic Book Tales adventure. Hello and welcome to another issue of Comic Book Tales. Uh, today, I want to discuss an issue that if you start reading comic books, you start to question certain things about comic books and why isn't something like this and why doesn't this happen? And one of those questions that invariably comes up with everybody who starts to read comic books and superhero comic books at that, I should say, is that these individuals are extremely powerful. They can do what to us seems like amazing things that why, you know, what what is it about them that limits them? And why aren't they able to just eliminate all evil in the world? Why is there still evil in the Marvel Universe or the DC Universe or any comic universe that you want to think of? Why does that still exist? And that's that's a tough question because it it presupposes there are limits to what these comic book characters can do. And it was most notably evident in World War II, more so because of the the DC universe than the Marvel universe, which was a timely universe at the time, because in the DC universe, you had Superman. Now, if you know much about Superman, if you know that he is nigh unstoppable except by another Kryptonian. There's not, there's really nothing outside of kryptonite, which wasn't even created or at least written about in the comics until much later after he was uh, created. So during World War II, there was no kryptonite to weaken him, to make him vulnerable. So if you're reading stories of Superman in the, in the early forties, you're trying to figure out, well, as a kid specifically, why doesn't Superman just go destroy the Nazis and destroy the Japanese war machine? Why is there a war going on? Why is my daddy having to go fight when Superman could just destroy all the bad people? And there was something called the Spear of Destiny, which used in the DC Universe, which was the rationale for why they couldn't do it. And I'm not going to get into the the long and the short of that is it, it limited their ability to do something. And maybe we'll talk about that at a different time, but it, it's something out there that was created specifically to explain why the DC characters could not win World War II on their own without the help of the Allied forces. A little bit later in time, uh, Roy Thomas came out with uh, a book called All-Star Squadron. And it was it was basically a grouping of World War II era uh, superheroes that did include Superman and Batman and things like that. And the original Alan Scott Green Lantern, who had the ring, had all the other things that go with the, the power of the ring, creating shapes with his, his mind and his thoughts. And it tries to explain, uh, as a gentleman, Evan Narcisse for Kotaku wrote in, yes, Kotaku wrote yesterday in the um, online version of his column, that this comic explains why superheroes didn't just immediately win World War II. And I read it, and it made me think, maybe maybe he's onto something, but I don't think he's quite grasped what we're talking about. So in this comic, basically, Alan Scott, who's the Green Lantern at the time, um, has the opportunity to destroy evildoers in Japan and ends up creating 
killing thousands by trying to destroy a few. And he can't live with that thought process that he's killed all these people. And he basically goes insane trying to figure out how to reconcile what he's just done in the, in the hopes of eliminating the bad people. And that's diametrically opposite to what you saw in Man of Steel, the most recent Superman movie, where basically Superman levels Metropolis in an attempt to destroy his arch nemesis, um, General Zod. And while I think that's possible, that, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't destroy evil simply because it would have created more collateral damage in the whole process. I think that's short-sighted because to say I'm not going to even try to do – let's say the Green Lantern couldn't have destroyed a Japanese fleet out in the middle of the ocean. No civilians to speak of. There's no civilians that would have been harmed by this, but it, it doesn't even enter the, the concept, doesn't even enter the realm. Uh, on the Marvel side, you had Captain America and the, and the Invaders, and they weren't all powerful. They were limited. And I think this whole limitation thing is the is the thing to focus on. So in the DC universe, there's not a lot of limits and humanity, if I can use that word, for the characters. There hasn't been for a long time. And it's starting to come in a little bit because DC's trying to change a little bit of what they're doing. But Marvel's always had limits. There's always been a limit to what a, a Marvel comic character could do. You know, Spider-Man couldn't do everything um even thor or iron man or the hulk there are limits they can't they're one person but they don't have they don't encompass every power imaginable such as a superman they don't have all those abilities so therefore they're limited there are things that can slow them down captain america is a fine peak human being or metahuman if you want but he's not unbeatable he can be beaten enough power enough um, overwhelming force, and he can be beaten. You didn't see that so much in the timely comics of the 40s where he would take on entire squadrons of Germans by himself, but he was a metahuman going against was arguably good humans, but n they weren't nearly in his class. That's where I think the big differences lie. DC didn't set limits, and they created artificial limits, kryptonite or the Spear of Destiny, uh, whereas Marvel created their characters with built-in limits, built-in human foibles or built-in restrictions on their abilities. Thor's powerful, but he's not he's not super intelligent to be able to use that power. He he he's got a warrior's mentality, but he doesn't have the generalship that would normally go with that. And I think that's where we can get into the the rub of this. Could the Marvel comic characters have defeated Hitler? Um, had they existed then? Probably not on their own. Um, even the Avengers, if they had existed in the 40s, could not have defeated an entire army on their own. Even though, contrary to what you saw in the first Avengers movie, where they're defeating an alien horde on their own, it's not really something that should legitimately be expected. Mindless slaves that you can mow down, okay, to a point. But you're eventually going to run out of repulsor rays or arrows for Hawkeye or energy for Captain America or the Scarlet Witch or anger for the Hulk. You're just eventually going to run out of whatever you need to keep you going if you put an overwhelming force against you. 
So there's something there that says that couldn't have happened. Now, let's skip forward again. So let's get past World War II because I think sometimes people get focused on that. Like, what if, what if, what if? Well, in the DC Universe, they could have. The DC Universe could have won World War II and chose not to because that's another – we'll get to that at the end. But it just it, – it would not have made for a good comic book. So hold that thought for a second. So we skip ahead to today um, and ISIS and – you know, North Korea, Syria, things like that going on in the world. And you start to say, okay, well, you know, if these superheroes, why are they not tackling those issues? And I have talked numerous times how the Marvel Universe seems to focus more in our world. It is a fantasy world, let's admit that. But it focuses more on the world in which we know. Even after 9-11, there were realistic portrayals, some silent issues uh, of that event uh, in the Marvel Universe. And it was a one-time thing. It wasn't really discussed beyond that too much. But you still have to have the fantasy. So even back into the 80s, Captain America was musing over, we need to do more. We can't be just a force for America, for the United States. We need to be a global force. So they became. They went from the NSA overseeing them to the United Nations. Well, that didn't really work out because it, it didn't really seem to make sense. Because as I've talked about in other podcasts, this is a group, the Avengers, who, yes, they're called Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and they defend the Earth from outside things or from things on the Earth who want to take over the Earth. But they're not fighting armies. And that's a big complaint if you try to meld reality with fantasy. (laughs) And that's where there's a problem because it is fantasy. In our fantasy, we'd like to see all evil destroyed. But in reality, these superheroes don't exist. They don't exist in our world. So they, they really can't defeat ISIS because they're not here. Um, from a, from a storytelling standpoint, there need to be limits to your characters. There need to be things that they have to overcome. If they don't have to overcome anything, you no longer have a character. You have a caricature. And it doesn't, it doesn't make for good reading. It might be good for a story or two. But overall, when we talk about what makes a good villain, what makes a good hero – there are limits to what they can do and things they can't they just can't do. They are not all powerful, all knowing, all seeing. They are not God. They are fallible individuals, human beings, androids, whatever you want. They're fallible. They are not perfect. So if you have a perfect person, perfect individual, then they will be able to use their power, unlike Alan Scott in All Squad All um, Star Squadron number twenty. They'll be able to use their power without creating unnecessary collateral damage or creating any collateral damage. So he is limited in that sense because he is human and he cannot cannot do everything he would like to do, even though he can imagine great things. There needs to be that limit. And I think that's where you can say it doesn't matter what the evil is in the world. Comic book characters can't defeat it. Because when you start to get into too closely associated with reality, 
those questions come up. If you stay away from that, you've got the Dr. Dooms and you've got the Lex Luthor. You've got egomaniacal characters who may be a good stand-in for real-world characters, but they're not exactly those real-world characters. And people can accept that you can defeat them here, but we're separating them from over here. Now, this is a much bigger issue in the 40s when it was more kids reading comic books than it is today, where it's probably some kids, but also adolescents and adults. So it's not – the lines aren't as blurred as they once were. So I, I hope I hope this has made sense because in my mind, it's – you you cannot have you cannot have a superhero character or group that can defeat all things. One because it doesn't make a good story. It just doesn't. If you can defeat everything, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. You, you can't. And they tried to do that with Invincible from Image or not from Image from Dark Horse Comics. With Dark Horse, and it worked for a while. But eventually the criminals became willing to fight the good guys to stop them from lording over their abilities over the good guys or over the rest of the population. So it doesn't work indefinitely. And it doesn't make, you know, uh, Squadron Supreme try to do that in a 12-part issue. It doesn't work. Nobody wants to be ruled over by these characters. They want them to defend them. The general population wants these groups and these individuals to defend them and protect them. But they don't want to be ruled by them. And that's the universal truth. Nobody wants to be ruled by somebody who doesn't have a fault. We don't we like our faults in leaders, whether it's comic book leaders or political leaders or whatever. We love to see somebody have faults and fail. We also like to see the redemption of that failure. So you have to have faults to fail. And you can't be redeemed unless you actually are able to fail. So it's a it's a twisted circle of logic, but nobody wants a perfect superhero. Nobody wants a perfect supergroup. There has to be some chink in the armor, to speak of, and that's where we get most enjoyment. We like to see them overcome the obstacles that normally we couldn't overcome. So it's a fantasy projection for us, but it's also something that they are able to come and make us feel like maybe we partially overcame it as well. Or maybe if they could do it, maybe we could do it too if we just persevered long enough. And maybe we can. Maybe we can't. But it's something to think about. So to wrap it all up, why didn't superheroes conquer evil in World War II? They couldn't. They legitimately could not make a good story where the superheroes could do this. They created artificial restraints to make that happen. And maybe it was conscious, maybe it was unconscious, but they couldn't. They didn't know how long the war was going to last, and they really couldn't end it in one issue because it was still going on. <laughs> so you couldn't do that. Uh, current day, modern day, why can't they? Because they have limits, and we can't cross over into reality too much unless we want to lose our objectivity that this is fantasy and not real, and that's not where comics live. Comics don't live in the real world. They live in the almost real world, which could almost be our real world but isn't quite. And that's where we get our most enjoyment out of reading or watching on TV or the movies is it could almost be us. I see recognizable symbols that make me think it could be, but it isn't. And I know that walking in. I know that walking out. So I hope that helps. Uh, if you've read comic books for any length of time, you're, you've probably come to that thought process. Well, what, what happened here? Why this happened? Um, if you've got different thoughts on that, please let me know. Uh, tweet me at comic book tales. 
or hit me up at hannatreeproductions.com and you can send us an email or tweet. And I look forward to getting your, your thoughts and your, your experiences. All right, I'll talk to you next time. I'm Chad. Good night. Good night.